to Archery Geek Outdoors. Good evening one and all, welcome to episode 61 of the Archery Geek Outdoors podcast. Uh, New Year's Eve, I'm hoping to get this up before midnight, so it can be the last podcast of 2023. I say this is episode 61. Uh, Now, in the last two podcasts with Angel and David G., I mentioned I'd had a fairly big change in life and we'll st- I've got a few things to talk about tonight but this is going to be the first one. Uh, as regular listeners will know, I've been unhappy in my job for quite a while now. Uh, the reason I was still there was it was a Monday to Friday job you know, that, that's quite rare in this country now. You know, it, most places are open Saturdays and Sundays. But when I went there, I said Monday to Friday. And the boss was happy with that because it only opens on a Saturday morning. You know, it was never particularly busy. And it was less money he had to pay. And he was all about the money. Uh, it was very convenient for travelling you know it was it's a five minute drive I can walk it in just over 20 minutes so when we when we had the bad snow and it, it was difficult walking that day with the snow on the floor I, I, I walked it in 24 minutes when there was no snow down I could walk it in 20 you know absolute doddle and the other reason was like a lot of folks of my generation I was raised with a sense of loyalty. You know, lo- loyalty these days obviously seems that it's it's becoming a rarer virtue. And the, because I'm, when I needed a job, I got this one. I mean, what was that, back in 2015? I'd been there eight years. And like I say, there was this, I'd got this really strong sense of loyalty because I needed a job and I got a job. You know, these days, small small family-owned firms like to say they value their employees. You know, they'd look after them. They're loyal to their employees as well. Trust me, this one wasn't. <laughs> I mean, the, the boss was so proud of the fact he got he could give every he only gave everybody the bare minimum he was legally required to i mean for those not listening in the uk in the uk you're in, you're legally entitled to 5.6 weeks holiday pro rata last year he tried to convince us we were only entitled to 18 days it's like behave yourself you know don't come don't come that bollocks and the working environment had become incredibly toxic uh i don't know that words bandied around but the only way i could describe the people i worked with was energy vampires in that it took all your emotional energy just to spend the day to make it through the day working with them 
Uh, right. I am going to have to apologise because I've got a load of notes here about this. <laughs> you know, I don't normally do notes, but there were certain things I'd got to say. I mean, if you were off ill, you were suddenly the worst person in the world. I think in eight years, I had six days off sick. Uh, when I got COVID... And it knocked me off my feet when I got COVID. Uh, it was a case of it didn't pay any sick pay. You know, you, you could have statutory sick pay if you'd been off three days, but that's more like 11 quid a day. I said to him, I'll tell you what, because I knew what he was going to say. I said, don't pay me for those days. I'll just take them unpaid. You know, I'll take them unpaid. But he was adamant I had to use holiday to cover those days I was off that he'd take them off annual leave. You know, I'm thinking, that's so little time off and you're making me use annual leave because he didn't want you off anymore. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. And the the people I was working with, like I say, the, the boss was so proud of giving anybody, everybody the minimum bare minimum it was legally required to have anything I mean we had fleet customers suppliers those firms they were really proud that they gave their employees more than they were required than they were required to give them you know they were all paid over minimum wage they all got additional holiday and Christ one of the firms, one of our suppliers, if they didn't have a day a day sick in three months, they got a 200 quid bonus. You know, there's firms that really value their employees and those that don't. And in my time there, I'm more than doubled sales. Like, you can understand why people get disheartened there, but some folks are just downright miserable anyway i mean i've always tried to have a a very positive outlook on things try to check them make sure i press record on the roadcaster <laughs> takes me back to that week the weekend was it episode 53 the, the spectacular raw and uncut where we'd been going at the podcast for 45 minutes before I realised I hadn't hit the record button. Oh, I'm special like that. Like I say, I did, when you, classic example, two of the guys there were best friends. I mean, they game together, they go to concerts together. You know, they went, went out together quite regularly and I'd always said they were each other's best friends. But if the one wasn't there, the other time had spent all his time running him down and sticking the knife in you know, then twisted it and added salt to it just for good measure. And you think, well, hang on a minute, this is supposed to be your best friend and you're talking about him like this, you know, stuff he wouldn't say to his face, but he just kept on and on. And like I say, they were energy vampires. Hang on, I'm going to have to look at my notes here. I've gone out of order. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was thinking, should I... My mindset at the time was... Should I be more resilient? 
should I just suck it up, man up, get on with it? I mean, I kept telling myself, it's just a minimum wage job. That's it. That's all it is. It's a minimum wage job. Don't stress about anything. Just do your job and go home. But I, I mean, I was there the best part of 50 hours a week, some weeks more than that. And hang on, let me just check this name. <laughs> Where am I? Ah, oh, that's it. Jim Rohn said, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now, I know there's, what, 168,000 a week, and I was there 50, 50-odd. 50 but with mine and Wendy's work schedules, we'd see each other four or five hours in the evening. That's it. You know, then it's off to bed and you just you sleep. Uh, Saturdays I'd shoot. I'd very rarely do open shoots. You know, I think I did the... I did Liberty... I did the bow hunters and I did the dots. They were three weekend shoots. But because Wendy's never moaned about me being out all day Saturday shooting, I tend not to do Sunday shoots because it honestly would have felt like I was taking the piss. You know, being out all day Saturday and out all day Sunday. I'd love spending the time with her on a Sunday. But like I say, I was just getting ground down and ground down and ground down and... At the start of the year, I started doing the Jocko Willing Discipline Equals Freedom reset program with Anthony from the Off Centre Archers. And I kept that up for six months and I noticed changes in myself. But then I, it was just the pressure. You can't call it pressure. You can't call it stress. It was just the sheer amount of energy it took to deal with work that I kind of, I came off the rails and I just, I just lost all my drive, all my, well, you can't say motivation, motivation gets you started. It's self-discipline and drive that keeps you going. But despite the changes I'd seen doing the DEF reset program, I just, it just went. It went. Uh, I now know why it went. Because there'd be times that I could literally shout at myself internally and get on. But then there were times that I couldn't do that. And it feels like I've taken so many steps backwards. I mean, I'm still forward of where I was this time last year. I'm, I'm forward, farther forward, which is good. And... And it's it's really weird trying to get get in shape and lose more weight. It's the one thing that's guaranteed if you do what you should, if you're consistent, you will get the results you 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 want. You know, I don't, hang on, I've got I've got to look down again here. Uh, yeah, I I knew I wanted to get out and. I was talking to Wendy the one night and I said, look, I, I'm feeling really ground down. It's getting to a point where I really don't want to go into work in the morning. And she, she said she'd noticed a change in me, that I was becoming much quieter. I could, I'd come home from work and I'd just sit in silence. 
And she said, look, you need to get out. Just knock it on the head. No job is worth screwing your brain for. She said, especially not a minimum wage one. And she was right. She said, look, you don't want to go in. You want to walk away. I will 100% support your decision. And she has been so good in this. I mean, I was in the fortunate position that I'd got enough in savings or I could take several months out of work. Admittedly, that's money I was saving to go bow hunting. (laughs) But there, you know, having that, it just means it's going to, when I go back into when I go back into employment again, I'm just gonna have to start saving again. But that's not a problem. It's you know, no good no good moaning, oh that's how it's gone. It's a conscious decision I made and it has been such a relief. I mean, don't get me wrong, walking away from a job not knowing what you're going to do next was terrifying. It it kind of, it felt irresponsible. But financially, I knew I could, I could take several months out. And like I say, although feeling irresponsible and terrifying, at the same time when I knew I wasn't going back, it was like this huge, huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And I'm getting, it, it's taken me a while to start feeling myself again. I mean, Wendy said she's noticed a real change in me since I've been away from that place. But, like I say, it's, I still get the jitters about it. And it does, like I say, feel kind of irresponsible. But, like I say, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm feeling myself again. I've got plans that none of these new year, new me bollocks, none of that shit... It's just get back to where I want to be. Uh, I've, like I say, that when I was doing the DEF Reset Challenge up until kind of the end of June, uh, I was reading a lot of self-help books and a fair few archery books as well. And Rob, I was over at Rob Jones's from Off the Arrow Shelf, uh, couple of weeks back and he's lent me a book called the chimp paradox it is by hang on (laughs) here we go professor steve peters uh i'm part way through this book and it explains I'll, i'll i'll break it down as simple as i can Professor Stephen Peters is a, oh God, you know what, looking at me notes has just totally thrown me. Uh, He developed this mind development plan. Like I say, when I was doing the DEF reset, I think my two favourite books were Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins and Objective Secure by Nick Lavery. While you're in the right mindset, it's easier to do these things and stay disciplined. But when your brain starts 
switching. Would you call it switching? God, it sounds like I'm to- I must be talking absolute bollocks here. Nothing new there, though, is the folks. <laughs> uh, there were times when I didn't feel like doing things and I could shout at myself, like I say, internally, and I'd do them. Then there were times I couldn't. And this book, The Chimp Paradox, explains what's, go- what's going on in your mind that two of the parts of the brain, you've got the chimp brain, which is emotionally driven and very often the stronger side of the brain than the human brain, which is driven by facts and logic. And the chimp brain tends to be the stronger brain. That's this emotional side and it's about learning to balance the human brain and the chimp brain, learning to understand your chimp brain. And that's it. it's an emotional side versus the logical side. And you have you, it, it gives you exercises to do to start understanding when your chimp brain's winning the battle and when the human brain, and it teaches you how to use a human brain to overcome the chimp brain. I mean, there are certain things that the chimp brain does that are necessary, but then there are, there are times you have to use a human brain to fight the chimp brain. Like I say, it's a really good book, and if you're reading any of the other self-improvement, self-help books... I would strongly recommend reading this either before or in conjunction with, like I say, because it gives you an, it gives you an insight into your own brain how it how it functions, and it also gives you a series of exercises to help the human brain kind of overcome the chimp brain, and like I say, really really decent read. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'll give a deeper review on that when I finish the book. Right, sorry, right, just having a quick look at the notes. <laughs> uh, anchor point woes. We've now got a shot. While I've, while I've been out of employment, I've been going down to the club on a Wednesday, and on an afternoon when there's only been me there, we have got a 60-yard shot, and... I decided I decided to start doing some grouping at sixty yards, and I I couldn't figure out why. Some some ends I'd put four arrows down. Some ends it'd be a three or four inch group, and then other ends it'd be like a two and a half foot group, and I just couldn't figure what was going on. I mean, I, I was trying to execute really good shots, and what I was doing was I was concentrating on the release, not concentrating on any other part of my shot process. And it was only when I videoed myself that I picked up what I was doing. Uh, Tim Connor, if you watch him shoot on video, when he comes up to draw, he never moves his head. He said, stays static. Hang on, I'll just see what this... Oh, shit. Just hit the mic stand. Uh, 
and I decided to video myself. And I was coming up to full draw. Hang on. No, I can't do I can't demonstrate this <laughs> without hitting the mic stand. What I like to do, I, I tend to draw to the side to the side of my face because I've had a couple of D loops break in the past and punching yourself in the face with a seventy pound bow when the D loop goes, it's really, really not pleasant. So I tend to draw to the side of my face and then bring the bow in. Or at least I thought I was bringing the bow in. And when I videoed myself, some of the shots I was bringing the bow in and others, when I got to full draw, I wasn't bringing the bow in. I was tipping my head to the string. And others, I would... My normal anchor point is my knuckle... You can't see, cool. oh, hang on, my knuckle in behind my ear, where at the very, very point of the jawbone behind your ear. And then I'd see another one where I was at the front of the lobe, or I'd see myself not breathe before I drew up, or draw up, half exhale, and just hold there. But this thing with it, with the anchor points... Like I say, if I'm dropping my head or putting the anchor point there or there, I, it's no wonder I was all over the shop. So I'm going back to basics. I think I might have a look at good old Dudley's School of Knock. Uh, I mean, that's going to have to wait at the moment because I've I've got a trap nerve. I'll, I'll get on to that in a minute. I say I'm, I'm trying not to worry about where the arrow lands, but you, you can't help it. You can't help it. Shooting groups, you know. I, it's back to that old Yumi bow maker. If you worry about where the arrow is going to land, you've already missed. I, mean, I, I, I know now that I can tell when I've had a good shot. Sometimes I think I've had a good shot. A good release and I realise my hand's still at my anchor point so I can't have, I must have anticipated and dead released uh, I spent a, a Wednesday evening blank bailing in the clubhouse uh, at 20 what was I at, no I was only about 7 or 8 yards working on a pure pull through, lock the finger around the trigger, pull it through and don't squeeze and I could do that at seven or eight yards. I could do it at 20 yards, but get out any longer than that. And good old chimp brain would take over. And I'd either talk myself so much pulling through I'd miss completely, or I'd start to pull through and then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, on the trigger. So I've, I've I'm re resolved to command shooting, but a very slow squeeze. And when I do that right, the arrow goes, and then I realise my hand's sitting on my shoulder, which meant I didn't brace and I didn't dead release. I think what I really should do is take a notebook round the course with me and just record who, who was it did this. I, th well, I can't remember if... It was, oh God, 
chance, I can't remember the name of his bloody, somewhere in Wisconsin, I can't remember if it's him that did it or somebody else, but they just carry a, a notebook round and analyse their shot after the shot and score it, not not score as in where on the target it had gone, as his guy go on a, on a 1 to 10, how good the shot was, you know, did their draw feel correct, was the anchor good, and did they make a nice clean release? And I found, if I get the clean release, it, it, it shoots lovely. But as soon as I start thinking about where is it going to land, or if I think the shot's taking too long and whammy the trigger, it's a dead release. And with a dead release, I'm, I'm an absolute bugger for wanting to drop my hand to see where the arrow's gone. If I get that really nice slow squeeze and that good clean release that the follow through happens naturally and I haven't got time to drop my hand to see where the arrow's gone if I punch the trigger then I think I'm dropping my arm to watch where the to watch where the arrow's going and that's not good uh hang on let me let me just have a quick look on this Right, hang on a minute. Let me run through. Sorry about this, folks. Uh, dum 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 dum. Right. Uh, you know what? I'm losing it again. He's trying trying to rush this to get it out before we hit the new year, so I can make it the last one of twenty twenty three. I've got a feeling this is going to be a much short, much shorter podcast. Now, Wednesday, I went down to White Mark Bowman and I was determined to work on this, to not worry about where it went. And I shot like an absolute jeb end. Uh, just put three arrows down on the practice butts. I need 20 yards and I should have, centre punched everyone and I was shooting horrendously left couldn't figure out why I couldn't figure what was going on I think at one point I'd put 30 clicks in my sight and there was just something I couldn't get them to hit where I wanted so I tried moving the back foot round that, that, that did it better but then I was drifting left again and there were a couple of times I was at full draw and my draw just collapsed and I couldn't figure what the hell was going on. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I I started getting pain in my shoulder and pain in my arm and these two fingers have got pins and needles in them. I know what's going on. I think I know what's going on because this has happened to me before. Uh, apparently, bad posture, and obviously, when you're leaning, oops, when you're leaning forward, it's the muscles in in your back are having to work much harder to keep you upright. And I so said this, this happened before, and I went went for physio for it, and he said, "Yep, it's your posture. 
exactly the same symptoms again now. But because, yeah, how do I word this? How do I word this? God, this is a shit recording, this isn't it? Uh, I think it's more the slump like that. Can you see it on the Yeah, rounding the shoulders. Uh, well, like I say, when, Wednesday, I just completely collapsed. As in, I'm at full draw, and all of a sudden, it's away. It's It's got away from me. You know, this is a £62 prime. It, it's not like the Kuma where you only have to look at it wrong and it'll try and get away from you. This is a nice, a smooth drawing. Very nice holding bow. And a couple of times it went, but I got through it. I, I didn't bother trying to score because my heights were really good, but I was off to the left. Like I say, if I pulled, remember to pull my foot round into a position that didn't feel natural, it put, pu- pulled everything in. It was still a lovely day there, though. Uh, anyway, went to Paget yesterday, went to draw, and I couldn't even draw my bow. So Ollie, gentleman that he is, said, Try my £35 recurve. I couldn't even draw a £35 recurve. Now, let me see if I can angle this on the camera. And I discovered what what was happening. Whereas I I thought, why can't I draw it? Checked everything, make sure nothing's caught in it. No, it's not. And it's this bow arm. Oh, that looks weird. As I was trying to draw, the bow arm was just collapsing at the elbow. Like I say, couldn't even shoot Ollie's £35 recurve. Carl fetched a kid's compound, you know, one of these 50 quid Amazon specials out. It was about £10 draw, and that's all I could draw without my elbow collapsing. As I started to pull back on the recurve of my compound, I was literally, see if we can see this. Hang on, folks, I'm going to have to twist round so I don't twat. The thing, right, bow arm like this, where am I? There, as I started to draw, this arm just collapsed in and couldn't draw it. So we we had a fun shoot at the at the club on Saturday, yesterday, and it's sunny Sunday today. Uh, I couldn't shoot. I just couldn't. I, I could draw back a £10 kids compound and that's it. I mean, I'd been putting diclofenac cream on my shoulder and my elbow, but I think I'm new. I haven't put any on today. I'm not going to put any more on, and I'm going to use my resistance bands more and try and get the push. Can you see that? Just get the resistance bands pushing out. Of course, yesterday, I couldn't even get that arm out all the way. It was... You know, I'd be, I bet I'd get within, only within four inches of full stretch. And my arm felt like bloody jelly. So it's gonna, I think it's going to be press-ups and resistance bands on pushing exercises just to see if I can get some... I remember what the, the posture exercises the physio gave me last time this happened. So I'm going to be doing those and... 
get the resistance bands out and try and work on that because when you've been looking forward to shooting and you suddenly realise that all you can draw is a £10 bow, it's fucking scary. It's not nice. Not nice at all. I would have said it ruined my day. I wasn't pleased I couldn't shoot, but I was around good people at Paget, so the day wasn't ruined. You know, we had a real good laugh. But like I said, I just couldn't 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 get me wrap my head around it. So I, I mean, I'd, I'd got a new arrow, not a new arrow. It, it was an edge I wanted to shoot. Uh, I shoot three fifty spine, and I found when I tried a bear shaft, I was going so far left it was ridiculous. I mean, I could. Fletched arrow flies flies bloody lovely. So I'd got hold of a four hundred spine edge, had a look on the victory spine chart, put in all the specs, and it said with a one a one twenty five grain point, if I took an extra half inch off the arrow length, so carbon to carbon, twenty six and a half twenty six and three quarters, sorry. Nope. 26 and a half, not 26 and three quarters, 26 and a half with a 125 grain point. I could shoot a 400 spine. I mean, I tried this one uh, bear shafted and it was a lot closer. So I've made, made this arrow up Friday night. I put the, the vice on the bench and checked my center shot the front at at the front of the riser i was 13 sixteenths at the back of the riser i was only three quarters 12 sixteenths you know and the riser is what two inches across so i'm thinking if it's moving a, a sixteenth of an inch across inch and a half two inches what's it going to be like so i brought the rest in Brought the rest in towards the riser, and it's bang on 12 sixteenths on both. So, you know, it really annoyed me sadly because I was really, really looking forward to trying this. Uh, I decided to put X3 veins on it. Because as much as I love the bullies, I'm wondering at longer distance, is that extra height on the profile going to cause more drag? So I'm going to try it with... I fletched it up with X3 veins and a 125 grain point. So I was shooting 100 grain points on the 350 spine edges. I, I wanted to try the 100 grain points on those, but it was going to knock too much off the speed. So I thought, right, when Victory's arrow chart, arrow spine calculator said I can shoot a 400 spine with a... 125 grain point i thought brilliant i'll try it it's it is going to be slightly slower than the 350s because the 350s are 300 300 what are they coming 363 or 369 grains 363 i think and although the 400 spines have a lighter gpi 
adding that extra 25 grains on, I think I'm going to lose two to three feet per second, which I can quite happily live with that. Like I said, I was so looking forward to testing them on Saturday and just so pissed off that, <laughs> oh God, you know what it's like. You know, it, it, the biggest shock is when you're used to shooting either a 62 or a 74 pound bow and realise all you can pull is a kiddie's 10 pound bow. Oh, but I still had a lovely day. Uh, hang on, let me have a look. My God, I think this is going to be one of the shortest podcasts I've ever done. I think my very first one, the intro, was like 12 minutes. But this, 36 minutes, wow. But I don't think I've got a lot more to say. I have got to say a huge thank you to everybody who's shown love and support. I mean, I say I, I shoot the most amazing group of supportive people. Everybody wants to see everybody shoot better. Uh, like I say, I, the, the three the three shoots I've done this year have been brilliant, brilliant fun. And I think that's about it. Like I say. None of this new year, new me bollocks. I'm going to be the same sarcastic twat I've always been. <laughs> All I want to do is just, just get back on track where I was because I was feeling really, really good. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say, folks. I'm going to endeavour to be slightly more regular with the episodes next year. But all I can do is say huge thank you to everybody that listens. Huge thank you to everybody who interacts. It really is appreciated. I hope you all have a very memorable New Year's Eve. Suitably lubricated to see in the new year, folks. Hang on, I've just got to turn around to get ready to hit this button, if you bear with me. Remember, guys, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, obviously YouTube, all your favourite listening platforms. Remember, stay safe, shoot straight, have an amazing new year and good night folks. <laughs>